Welcome to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world because your energy really does matter. We're heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites, including Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, where you'll also find a library of all of Robin's shows. And if you live in or have to be visiting our home base of Charleston, South Carolina, we're also heard Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, Robin Berlinski. Hey, Ron. Welcome, Robin, to your show. I always love saying that. I know you do. I know we have some business we've got to take care of. We always do. We do. So if you're listening on the radio, remember, we have a podcast, Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. So check out our other episodes. And I have a fun announcement. In January, I am launching a whole new concept for nonprofits and program providers. It's similar. It's like a monthly workout for for your nonprofit or your program. So right now, I'm hosting a free five-day, 30-minute nonprofit abundance retreat It's with dynamic leaders from around the country. And what I'm learning is this daily boost of energy, this this boost of um, recognizing that abundance is possible is really exciting for them. So what I'm doing is in January, similar to a gym, I'm offering a membership. It can be monthly, it can be annual, or you can pay per episode or per time with me. There will be live, recorded, and special Q&A bonuses to strengthen your program and keep you living in abundance. So check it out. Follow me on Instagram to learn more as it unfolds um, at Robin underscore Berlinski. And um, just remember, Ron, as you know, we give away a lot of fun prizes. So definitely follow me. I'm amazed. I would think that this nonprofit uh, introduction would be huge because so many people want to do it and they don't have a clue. And you've been in that field for a long, long time. Long time. And you know what else, Ron, is people think nonprofit is a business model and it's not. It's an IRS status. So we really need to get more nonprofits living in abundance. Very good. So listen up for that. Well, I want to make sure that everybody understands that to be a guest on this show, you have to pass a, a lot of criteria and one of which you've got to get past Robin, and you always find the great guests. So you let have me to have great energy. Indeed yeah. you do. Dr. Kelvin Wims was recently appointed interim superintendent for the Williamsburg County School District, effective September 1st, 2022, with over 20 years of diverse experience leading educators at the state, district, and local school level. Wims comes to Williamsburg County District from the State Department of Education, where he most recently served as the liaison for Williams County School District and the State Department of Education. He is known as a courageous and extraordinary instructional leader in the field of education. How delighted we are to welcome Dr. Kelvin Wims to the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. I want to talk real quick, Ron. Um, It's in third grade. It's a third grade social studies standards. Uh, we teach the kids about the regions in South Carolina. Do you know them? There's like the upstate, Do the I know Midlands. Them? No, I, I'm, I'm here to PD, learn. The PD, the low country. <laughs> <laughs> so Williamsburg County School District is in the PD region, okay. P-E-E space D-E-E, for those of you that don't live in South Carolina. And do you know where that region is? Oh, yeah, why I know, on me? the spot. <laughs> it is the northeast region of South Carolina, to okay. give our listeners some perspective. So welcome, Dr. Wims. I am so excited you're here, and we really want to hear all about your story, the great things happening in your school district. But before we get there, will you tell our listeners a little bit about you as a student growing up in South Carolina? Where was that, and what was school like for you? Well, um, I, I grew up in Marion, South Carolina, which is 
of course, like Robin just described, the PD, uh, typical rural uh, society. Uh, but actually, it was a great experience for me. I I met a lot of great people, had a lot of great teachers and influences in my life, and um, I thrived academically. Did you always know you wanted to be in education? No, I would not say I always wanted. I knew that I always wanted to be in education, but Robin, I did understand that I wanted to do something to help direct uh, scholars and and young people. So, was there one particular teacher, like somebody that was so amazing, you were like, "I need to be just like him or her"? Yes, actually, uh, Dr. Cleo Richardson who's been a superintendent for many years, retired, worked for the State Department. Uh, he was my U.S. history teacher, and he's been and, and a coach, but he's also just, just been a role model, uh, a vast amount of knowledge, and he's, he's just been a great support system for me throughout the years. I love that shout-out. It's always great when we can shout-out really amazing teachers. Yeah, I'm curious if I may ask a, a kind of a personal question. You know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, others have struggles uh, in, in their youth and, and they need that guidance. And I have no idea what your background was, but I'm sure people would like to know what challenges you had to overcome to become who you are. I'm sure you go to meetings and events and talk about yourself and people look up to you as a tremendous role model. What were the challenges that you faced that people would never believe that you're currently in the position you're in? Well, just, I think it's a challenge in today's society or in the past society, just meeting the challenges of everyday life. You know, there are so much, there's so much pressure placed on students and adults about the next step and this step and that step and how you successfully navigate those barriers in life. And I think that things have changed, but it's still, you know, that pressure of just moving forward, being successful, how, what determines success, whose parameters are you using. So I think that's just a constant uh, mental capacity that we go through in life as we judge ourselves and, and where we're at. I love that. I, you know, we were in a meeting this week and you talked about the myths, the, the myths about Williamsburg County, the myths about other school districts. Talk a little bit about what you mean by that and what you saw when you got to the district. It was about a year ago. And what's changed since then? Yes. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of thoughts or, or myths about rural, underserved communities that the students can't perform, that academics are low-achieving. And and one of the things that I've been fortunate to uh, work with people like the late Dr. Rose Wilder, Randy Bridges, is that whenever you give students and scholars the opportunity to thrive and maximize their abilities and you eliminate any barriers and you don't use poverty as an excuse you find ways to work around it and you give them high quality instruction and teachers anything is possible and and your students can perform in a in a top notch environment 
but but it's up to us to eliminate all the challenges. So what we attempt to do on a daily basis in Williamsburg is make sure that the narrative is that we've made significant progress. We're not happy. We're not where we need to be. But we're going to continue to grow and climb and give our students an unimaginable education opportunity. One thing I can tell from listening to you, obviously, is you have a love of kids and helping them become great people. And I don't think that's a trait shared by everybody in your profession. What makes you different? Well, I I just think for me personally, had I not had very good teachers and coaches throughout life that that I wouldn't be in this position. And and fortunately, I'm in a great position to I work with excellent students every day and and we get a chance to shape and mold them. And so we take it very seriously that this is an opportunity we cannot fail at. And and that's our that's our main goal to collaborate and grow and continue to move forward. So when you first came into the district, was there a list of things that you needed to fix and you know, like a top ten list? And if so, <laughs> what were they? Or maybe it's a top one hundred list. I don't know. I, that's a great question. And I'll be honest with you, Dr. Wilder, um, she had done a tremendous job of building the culture in Williamsburg, and what she really modeled for me was the fact that we could never lose sight of the children. And when I say that, we have to intentionally and succinctly focus on making sure that they understand that anything is possible, that they have opportunities that are unimaginable, and that we have to create the environment that they can be successful in. I love that. I have to share something, and I know um, Dr. Wims, you're okay with this because we talked about it. So Dr. Rose, Rose Wilder, she was one of the first superintendents I ever met when um, Engaging Creative Minds started doing summer programs. So I drive up to Summerton, South Carolina. This was Clarendon School District 1. And I meet this woman for the first time, Dr. Rose Wilder, and I walk in her office. First of all, the first thing I loved about her, she loved my shoes. So all we (laughs) talked about for the first 15 minutes, yep, Uh. my shoes. So I'm like, okay, already we got this relationship going now, right? So I was, you know, kind of, I had to like quote, quote, unquote, sell this program to her. Um, So it was a little bit of some push and shove between the school district and my nonprofit. But ultimately, we ended up doing the summer program. It was thriving. The students were thriving. She was joy. Everybody. It's just amazing. And she came and she spoke to my board and she called me a charming pit bull. Yeah. And I will never forget <laughs> that wow. in front of my board of directors. That's pretty good. I'm writing I, this down. I saw it as a compliment and that was our joke forever. So fast forward, I'm having conversations with some other leaders across the state and we're trying to pinpoint a school district that was primed, ready for some new initiatives, open to, to new challenges, already making great progress, might just need a little more support. And Williamsburg County pops up. And don't I, knowing nothing about Dr. Wilder, right? So I walk in Dr. Wim's office and there's a picture of Rose Wilder. He tells me how he were, like I had tears in my eyes. That is the universe. That is Rose Wilder putting us together, Dr. Wim's, because the energy that she had 
and the energy we have is exactly the same. Yes, ma'am. It's awesome. Am I making you cry too? You're reminding me of a lot of good memories and thoughts <laughs> of, of working with Dr. Wilder in the past. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, a great, great person. So talk to us a little bit. I know um, I took copious notes when I was meeting with you because you were talking about your students and some of the things we forget, some of the things that your district, you, your teachers and your students need in order to thrive academically and socially. And, you you know, you talked about the myths of what we we sometimes think, and then the reality. So just kind of give us a snapshot of where the Williamsburg County School District is right now. Well, right now, currently, all of our schools have improved, uh, but we still need further improvement. Um, Sometimes, and and we are under state control, so it's sometimes hard to focus on school improvement when there are so many outside influences that are working against us. But what we try to do is find glimmers of hope daily in in what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, Our teaching and learning department under uh, Michael White has been tremendous. Um, Our collaborations outside with working with Robin, uh, starting these conversations are going to add to our community of learners. And and we're we're striving to become a school system, not a system of schools, where all of our students are given quality instructional activities on a daily basis. I love that. A school system, not a system of schools. I'm writing that down. One of the reasons Robin likes me on the show, I think, is because I'm not that bright. So I have to ask (laughs) questions that most people maybe know from this audience, but I don't. So as the superintendent, that's that's the biggest job. That's the top of the pyramid. Can you explain to me what your duties and responsibilities are and, and how you maximize your time with everything under your purview, so to speak? Well, as superintendent, naturally the buck stops with you, so you're responsible for all day-to-day operations. Now, what I try to do is handle those duties differently. I don't micromanage people. I try to find the most talented individuals that I can find. I think we've done a very good job of of talent development and bringing in some people that really understand where we're at and where we need to be and where we're going. And then you turn them loose. And what I try to do is promote and find resources that can help us in the future. Uh, I look at our trends, and, 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 and I really analyze what we need and, and, and what I can do to help us accomplish our goals. So it's kind of like being the biggest cheerleader in the district on a daily basis. But as you say, the buck stops here. So all the responsibility is on your shoulders. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm guessing you're overseeing a number of schools in the district. Is that correct? Yes, we have eight schools. Okay, so is the next line under you... I'm just guessing here, all the the principals of each of the schools. Yes, uh, principals, directors, um, and and we have a tremendous pool of of excellent principals, which is probably one of the most important position in the district because they control the altitude of your academic achievement and student outcomes. So, Good principals make good superintendents, to be very honest. Oh, there you go. 
Well, you know, the other thing, too, is the teaching staff. And one of the things I've learned from Rob, and we've interviewed many, many teachers who have that energy. It's not just reciting material or reading from a book. They bring their personality. They have that extra oomph that gets the kids engaged. Is that something that you're obviously proud of in your own district, the, the quality of the teachers and what they're doing and how they're interacting with the students? I'm, I'm very proud also, not only of that fact, but who our teachers are becoming. And when I say that, teaching is changing. Um, teaching is one of the hardest tasks in this country. And and so as we look across the terrain, not a lot of people are going into education anymore. So what we've had to do is adapt our way of retaining teachers and recruiting teachers. So what we're doing is looking at those teachers that might be in another industry and might not be totally satisfied or looking for a different pathway. And then we recruit them in the education and work with them on instructional practices, get them past our certification test, and then we really encourage building relationships with our students in our community. I think this everything is about relationships. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said about being the biggest cheerleader in the district. And if you know Dr. Wims, that's I, I love that image, and I am going to ask you to cheer for me next time I see you. Um, but one thing I love about you, here's what I, here's what I love the most about you. So you mentioned earlier about, you know, working with me, and we, so Eddie Crosby, who, who was on this show before with Edmentum, and a wonderful yes. woman, we just met, LaJoya Broughton, we met with you um, to kind of ask you questions about your district and how we could bring in our own resources to support your vision and, you know, help you, right? Help you bring your district to where you want it to be. So it's a journey, right? We're not asking you to let us like fix anything or or bring any programs to you because that's not what we do. We just come with a cheerleading spirit. Like we're coming now to be your cheerleading team, right? Like we're cheering for you. And what I love about you is you opened up the door and said, come on in, come talk to me and tell me, what this is about. And so what we're doing in January is, um, Ron, I'm kind of telling you this so you understand, we're having what we're calling a listening tour. And this is where Dr. Wims is giving us a space, I guess like a fireside chat or a town hall, where he will invite teachers and bus drivers and the cafeteria workers and you know anyone on site, principals, to students to come in and share their experiences in the Williamsburg County School District telling us all their um, challenges, their their vision, their excitement, their joy, all of it. So we have this beautiful package and a 360 view of where your district is and where you want your district to go. And then we're going to work with you, again, to be your cheerleader to tell, to help you go there. And what I love is you didn't say, we don't need you. We don't know you. We don't want you. It was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Come on in and tell me about it. And we've had such great conversations. And I'm just so excited to get to know all of your school communities and learn more about what can happen and will happen in Williamsburg County. Like so much optimism and joy just coming out of your office. And I just thank you for that. Like your students are so lucky. Robin, thank you. Speechless. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking about yesterday, and I think that's a big part of how I want to do education differently. Um, 
sitting around with people like Robin and Eddie and LaJoya and just listening to your ideas and how you see things that are differently from how I see things and how we can together collaborate just to make everything better. And, and I think that's the, that's the key concept. It's not about Kelvin's idea or whose idea. It's about taking the best ideas and putting them into implementation. So that's and, that's the sign the, of a great leader, right? It there. is ego. Check the ego at yeah, the door. That's, yep. that's very Love refreshing it. to hear. And that's that's the goal. And so yesterday was just one of those great moments for me as I listened to the collaborative talk and 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 our next steps. I'm I'm very excited about that. It's going to be very exciting for our district, and I, and you're going to see some great things as you will see when you talk to Miss Wilson after me, that we just have some amazing um, people and individuals in this district. Well, I can't wait to meet them. And to your point, I want our listeners to know that we're going to call this episode part one, Williamsburg County, and then there will be a part two, Williamsburg County, where we get to talk to one of your high flyers, one of your students. It's going to be so exciting. In your uh, rare moments of reflection, when you're not working 24-7, what could you say you're most proud of? Not necessarily just of your recent history, but you know, since you got into the education world, what is what are some of the things that most people don't know about you, but are a great source of pride? Well, I think, and I and I've learned to do more reflecting because I think it's powerful. Um, just the fact that being or being around districts that people really count you out. And and don't think that that your 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 constituents and your stakeholders can perform at a high level, and and really focusing on turning the mindset of the students and the community to thinking positively that we we can accomplish this and this is what we're going to do and we're going to be focused and a laser like um, effort to make this happen. So that's. That's the goal. That that's that's what we thrive on, and and that's what we're proud of. Uh, that's what gets us going every day, and each and every day because it's a continuous challenge. You think there'll ever be a time when you'll be able to sit back and say, "We've done everything we need to do. Everything's perfect," and uh, and I'm just going to rest on my laurels. And I already know the answer to this, but I'm throwing you a softball <laughs> question. Well, I'll be honest, no, because until <laughs> every student. Every student as achieving at an exceptional level, and, and and that means either a two-year, four-year college education, workforce development. Until we get every student across that finish line, we still got work to do. Well, it, it sounds like a lofty goal, but I have to say, very few people impress me anymore, and I don't mean to uh, heap the praise, but I understand now why Robin is a big fan. If, right? I, if I may embarrass you, yeah, that way. yeah. Let's just keep keep it going. You didn't know it was going to be a Doctor Wims fest. <laughs> I I have a I'm, question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Rob. I have a question. I'm going to kind of like dive into something icky, and then we're going to come out of it because I just I just want to understand something. You said you're um, state controlled. What what's yes. the what's the criteria to get out of that? Like, what's your goal to be not state controlled? Well, first we have to have every school system has to be above average in math and 
English language arts. Um, approximately 70, 75% of our students have to be performing at a higher level. And when we accomplish those goals, we'll, we'll be out of state control. Uh, I will say this, being under state control, they, they, Superintendent Weaver has done an excellent job of working with us, uh, building collaboration, um, always checking to see if there's anything that we need. So it's not been like a unformidable burden that has been placed on us. They've been really working as our partner. You're amazing. You have such a great attitude. Well, I think to have that kind of, I mean, it sounds like you're a guy who likes to be in charge. And now if you're sort of the liaison between your district and the state, are there times when you want to just, you know, run for the hills screaming <laughs> or just say, look, you got to let us do what we do and we'll fix this problem? Well, it, it could be like that, but it hasn't been. And I think that's the key of getting people to think differently. You know, I like to use this little term, great minds think unalike. <laughs> it's not about everybody seeing what I see. It's about seeing what's best for our kids, our scholars, our schools, our future, and then putting a plan of action together so that we can achieve our goals and, and be successful. All right, well, we're not there yet, but we're almost ready to say goodbye. But I would love for you to take us through a typical day, or let me say a t an atypical day. I'm sure one is not the same as the next. What's it like for you from the moment you get up to the moment you go to sleep at night? Now, this is the part that I don't, I don't think it will be unbelievable. You can write plans all you want that I'm going to do this at 7 o'clock. I'll be doing this at 8 o'clock. I'll be doing this at 9 o'clock. I can tell you from the time I get to work that those what's on that paper rarely happens because it could be <laughs> something going on with transportation. Uh, it could be something in one of our kitchens that's not working or some any kind of incident pulls you away from your original plan. So that actually becomes the normal day never becomes the normal day. Fair enough. That makes sense. I think that probably goes for all of us when you think about yeah. it. Well, I've been in school systems, so I'm going to say, uh, you know, my friend Kelly, who's a middle school nurse, had the craziest day yesterday. It snowed in Canandaigua, New York, and that threw everything off. So yes. kudos to you for, for doing that and rolling with it. All right, well, now here's the official goodbye. We say goodbye to Dr. Kelvin Wims, who is the current interim superintendent for the Williamsburg County School District. And thank you so much for being a terrific guest. We, uh, I must say I'm inspired and enthused, and Robin was right once again. And I must remind the audience that you've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We love your feedback at thelearningring.com, where you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win fabulous prizes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.